All right, a pastor's secret weapon for reaching new moms and dads. Not just reaching new moms and dads, but reaching and keeping new moms and dads. I'm going to give you three sentences to say word for word. Stay tuned here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here at ReachKeep.com. It is good to have you on board here at the Better Sundays podcast. We're glad that you were able to make it. I took a week off, had a little vacation here, actually just getting some things done. But back at it here and want to spend some time showing you how to reach young families. For the last several weeks, we've covered several topics on reaching young families. We had a podcast called Lowering the Average Age in Your Church, and you can and, uh, I'll give you the show notes for that one. Go check it out. We had one just that we talked about a few weeks ago on just reaching young families is what the title said, but it really had to do with the whole idea of a couple tweaks, a couple little spices you can add to your calendar, some things that you can do administratively that will help you reach young families. And today I'm going to give you three things that the pastor can say. They're not part of his sermon. They're more kind of announcement type of things, but these, if you say these things and of course do these things, they will help you to reach and keep new young moms and dads. Now we're not talking about reaching teenagers as much as we are that elementary age and there's a reason for that because the elementary age moms and dads are the demographic that is coming back to church more than any other demographic. A lot of our 18 to 24-year-olds are, poof, they're gone. After college, they're gone. A lot of older people have abandoned the faith, that type of thing. But when folks start to get, you know, kindergartners and first and second graders, they're like, oh man, we need some help. And they're coming to the church and they're looking for it. So this is something that will help you in a practical, practical way. All three of these things that we've talked about on reaching young families, these uh, fall into this kind of category. We have a little saying here. It says to reach young families, sometimes you need to do young family things. And the three podcasts correspond with the three young family things. I've got everything written down here in a very summary uh, fashion on a little cheat sheet for you. And uh, I will send that directly to you if you'd like it. And you can go to reachkeep.com slash families, just the word families. And when you go there, you'll just enter your email address and poof, this thing will, will automatically show up uh, in your mailbox or right there on your desktop. But it'll help you kind of have the outline of what we've talked about over the last several weeks, the idea of lowering the average age and that whole idea of tweaking your calendar and adding a couple little uh, events in there, some certain types of events, you'll have to watch that one. And then this one here has to do with kind of what we call the sort of the character matters thing. And so I want to give you these three sentences. Now, to start out with, we believe that the church needs to be a wholesome environment. We believe there needs to be kind of the, the mentoring role model relationship. We believe that there needs to be character training to the Sunday school classes, uh, all those uh, different things that they can learn. One of the things they need to learn is some character stuff. And we believe that, that churches really need to help or provide solutions for parents and help parents learn how to parent, uh, you know, helping them to do that. So all of those are included on this little sheet here uh, that you can get. But I want to 
give you the three sentences that I wrote down, and I have said these over and over and over and over. Now, it's not just the the sentence that you're going to say, but it's going to be obviously that you believe this sentence. So, uh, you know, don't, don't say it and then don't do anything. But here is sentence number one. And this would be something that you would say uh, during your sermon, you know, if it's appropriate, be something maybe before a sermon, maybe at the end, maybe you're, you know, the youth people have just talked about a youth activity or something like that. But if you say this sentence and then you make this happen and you believe this, and I know you, okay, I work with a lot of you, I'm on the phone and talk to you all the time, I know you believe this, okay, but you need to say this and the parents need to hear it from the leadership right from the top. You can print it, that's okay, and we do some of that too, but for you to say it from your heart, this will make a difference. And here it is, it's this sentence. You say this, we believe in providing proper role models for your children and teenagers. So you'd say, hey, here at XYZ Church, we believe in providing proper role models for your teenagers, for your middle schoolers, for your elementary age kids. We believe in providing proper role models for you. And of course, then you have to make sure that you have proper role models, and there's a a lot of management that goes in that. But parents need to hear that, that there is a place, there is a safe place, there's a, a place that has good role models. They've given up on television for sure. They've given up on all the Hollywood pop culture stuff. They've given up on their public schools for sure. Our society is a mess. The last refuge is the local church. We believe in providing proper role models for your church. This is the idea of a wholesome environment that you're creating. And by your management in your church, you are providing what we call a fertile landing ground where the little seed can come and land in the soil and can, can take root and, and be you know the right kind of moisture and the right kind of sunshine and everything's just right. And they can grow and flourish and be what they want. Parents are looking for that. And obviously that's what God wants us to do is to help people to develop in the way they're supposed to do it. So that is sentence number one. Sentence number two, okay, really takes just a touch of research for you to figure this out, but you're going to say this, and you're going to say, and this was the shortest of the, of the three sentences to say, and you're going to say this probably right before you preach. So you would say something to the fact of, hey, and you know, turn to the book of Job, and we're going to be studying chapter 22, and blah, 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 whatever you're teaching on, you're going to do that. But you say, before we get started, I want to let you know, and here's what you would say, today your children are learning X, Y, Z. Today your children in in the junior church will be learning X, Y, Z. Today in Sunday school, your children will be learning, and you don't have to give the whole lesson, you just need to give a single summary word or two. They're going to be learning character. They're going to be learning respect. They're going to be learning to obey. They're going to be learning to follow commands. They're going to be learning to be better listeners. But you summarize that. Now, obviously you have to know what that is. And so what I usually do is just go talk to my 
Sunday school teachers, and I kind of say, hey, give me the gist of what you're talking about. And we have kind of a unified curriculum, so you you, you may not be able to hit all of them. I, in fact, I wouldn't go through and say, in kindergarten, they're going to learn this, and first, they're going to learn this, and second, they're going to learn this. Just You can kind of give a, you know, generalize it the best that you can and, you know, kind of change the grades around the next week or whatever, how you ever want to say it. But constantly tell the people what their children are learning because lots of them don't know what this will do is two things one is to give them confidence in you that you are in charge of providing solutions for their family that's why it's reachkeep.com slash families we want you to go and get this sheet okay you get the sheet there because you learn because you are reaching a bunch of families okay and they, it'll give you confidence them confidence that you have a kind of a comprehensive plan that, to do that the the second thing here is that what it's going to do is going to help you or help them to kind of have the question type stuff with hey what did you learn in sunday school today and hey i heard you were talking about the ten commandments or i heard you were talking about whatever you know and and try to you know stimulate that as well parents hey ask your kids what they learned today and and you can ask them about these particular topics so today you are learning this and again you may not be able to say this about every grade you might have to say you know in our junior church today or in our third grade and fourth grade boys class they're learning this okay and focus on that and then you know kind of change it around uh, every week and these are not like weekly announcements that you'd make every time these is, this is character stuff that flows out of you. So it might be partway through your sermon. You'd go, you know, as you're teaching on character or obedience or whatever it happens to be, you might say, and by the way, that reminds me, your kids are learning this exact same stuff today in the classroom. The idea of the pastor knowing what is going on is extremely healthy for the parents, and it's also extremely healthy for the pastor to know what's going on. Many times, children's ministry over here, Adults over here, never the two shall meet. No, we're reaching families. We're reaching everybody together. So to reach young families, you got to do young family things and informing parents this way with this particular sentence. So that the second sentence basically is this. Today, your children are learning X, Y, Z. Sentence number three, okay? It's a, a, a one that... It's a little bit longer sentence, okay? And it does take, just like the mentoring one and the role model one, it does take a little bit more work behind this one. The other one was just research. This one, you're going to have to make sure you're actually doing this so you're not a hypocrite and we're, we're doing the right thing. And believe me, I've worked hard on this to make sure our church is providing this fertile landing ground for, for children and for young families to come and like land in this giant, you know, soil, this really rich type environment of the local church needs to be that. So here's a sentence. It says this. It says, we work hard to make this local church a wholesome environment for your family. We work hard to make this local church, a wholesome environment for your family. When you say that, you're doing several things again. One is you're letting people know that you work hard, not just in looking at your book and studying a little Greek and a little Hebrew and kind of, you know, digging into all the backgrounds of all the characters in the Bible, but you are creating or you're managing a system, an environment of all the different things, and that you are a solutions-oriented church, and it is for their family. We work hard to make this the wholesome environment for your family. 
and they will appreciate that very much. They also understand that it takes a lot to do that, and this might be, you know, one of the type of sentences that would stimulate people to, like, say, hey, this is really cool, and what can I do to help? And maybe you'll get some volunteers out of this. But the idea that you are working hard to make it a wonderful thing. The example I always use is, one of my wife and when we have whenever we have birthday parties for like family members or grandkids or whatever she works hard to make it a wholesome environment for the birthday child okay or the birthday person we got this little banner thing we hang up says happy birthday and there's balloons and lots of times we get little special little cups and we've had the hats and the you know all those things we've done all sorts of cool things or we i shouldn't say we i don't do any of it my wife does it all she works hard to make it a wonderful wonderful birthday party and that is appreciated appreciated by every person who receives it and everybody's even close they know that she cares okay so this is a powerful powerful sentence let me say it one more time we work hard to make this local church a wholesome environment for your family now here's the the kind of the little secret behind all this i mean these three secret sentences if you say these and live these you're going to make some amazing things But these will help certainly keep people. But you know what? These will help reach people because the word will get out of what you are all about. Several years ago, our executive secretary was inviting someone to church or talking to somebody out in the community, and she ran into somebody and she said, oh, yeah, I already told somebody about your church because your church is a church for people with kids. And she said, what? She said, your church, and she was, this is someone outside of our church family speaking about our church and saying, your church is the church for people with kids. That was a name kind of given to us by someone that doesn't come here, but it was something we latched onto right away, and it's great to be known as that, the place for people with kids. And you will get that. And that is a word of mouth thing. And more than any other kind of marketing on Facebook and print and post office and all that kind of stuff, word of mouth is going to get you going. And these three sentences will take that word of mouth further than anything that you can ever imagine. These are the most three dynamic things that you can do to reach new young moms and dads in your community. So if you would like to get kind of the summary of all three of the Reaching Young Family little things, they're right here on this sheet. And like I say, very simple sheet. We'll get that to you at reachkeep.com families. We are here for you. This is sponsored today by our ReachKeep Academy. Our ReachKeep Academy, we spend time every month meeting with our guys. We have personal phone calls talking to them, helping them reach young families, helping them get more volunteers, helping them to navigate all the things that you have to do, uh, to, you know, to have a good nursery and a good kids program and, you know, coordinating workers. If you're interested in the Reaching uh, or the, the ReachKeep Academy, we stay tuned. We will have it open again. It's been open for just a short uh, session here a few weeks back and uh, at our next webinar we're doing we will have it open for enrollment there and you can uh, take a trial run with us and see if you like this type of training anyway god bless you i hope that this has been helpful for you if it is please do me a favor 
thumbs up. Okay, give us the old boop thumbs up there. That would be great. And if you can share this with another pastor in the area or some of your staff people, if you have those, or Sunday school teachers, whatever, if you can, because all these sentences can be said, you know, at the Sunday school level as well. Imagine Sunday school teachers, you know, kind of saying these sentences to parents just kind of in the grocery store, how powerful some of that stuff would be. Hey, we work really hard to make a cool environment. You know, that would be really good. So please take time to share this. We appreciate it. So thanks for being with us today. This is Mike Holmes here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com.